Are you anxious? Stressed? Mind racing? Do you have trouble sleeping? Are you looking for healthy ways to cope? Join Speedway Jefferson, certified mindfulness practitioner and lawyer, and learn to apply mindfulness meditation to the challenges of everyday life. Harness the power of mindfulness meditation to live and work to your highest and best purpose, starting with just five minutes a day. Hi, and welcome to Mindful in Five, where we learn how to apply mindfulness and meditation to the challenges of everyday life in bite-sized episodes for people with no time, perhaps just like you. My name is Biwa Jefferson, and today I would like to give you a tool that you can use to gain better clarity into your relationships and hopefully better manage holiday stress. It is the Mindful in Five Relationship Triangle, not to be confused with the Love Triangle. It may not be quite as exciting as the Love Triangle, but hopefully a bit more helpful for you. This is part of our holiday stress management series. So if you missed it, I encourage you to listen to or watch last week's episode where we unpack a strategy to help you manage relationship access. And the week before that, we explored the mindful hug as an effective coping tool, particularly for you introverts, if you find yourself surrounded by a lot of people over the holiday season. If you're listening to the podcasts, that's great. However, for these tools and strategies, I encourage you to watch the videos, which you can find at the, uh, on the website at mindfulin5.com or spewajefferson.com. Uh, slash videos, uh, because there are visuals that you will find helpful in understanding the concepts that we are unpacking as we go. So let us talk about this relationship triangle. What is it and how can it help you? I created this Mindful in Five concept as a way of helping you Think about the relationships that may be most important to you. You can plot them on this triangle to gain clarity into your true feelings about the people that may be closest to you or that you feel most passionately about. In gaining clarity, it can help you understand your actions and reactions to these folks. And it may also allow you to be more intentional in how you approach these people in your life based on how you feel and how you want to behave towards them. So here is the graphic. What you see here is a triangle and at the apex is the word love. At the bottom left is the word hate and at the bottom right is the word indifference. Love is at the apex simply because it is the highest ideal to love God, to love yourself, and to love others as you love yourself. If you are thinking hate is at the bottom left because it's the opposite of love, in doing some research, I came across a psychologist who suggested that actually the opposite of love is not hate, but indifference, because both love and hate involve intense emotional involvement with the other. So these are the three items on our relationship triangle. And into this triangle, you can plot every relationship that you have. 
Let's take a look at some examples. Love is the easy one, right? Think of someone that you love and plot them at the top of this axis. For my example, I'm going to put my mama because I adore my mother. Uh, now remember that mindfulness is about being present in the moment without being overwhelmed and without judgment. What that means is in the context of this exercise, I don't want you to judge yourself about your true feelings. In other words, if when you examine your feelings in the privacy of your own truth, you realize that you don't love someone that you think you should. Well, like maybe a spouse or a relative. Don't put them in the love category just because you think you should love them. Put them where they really belong. If there is someone that you truly hate, don't put them towards that indifference category because you think you might be able to get there at some point. Put them where they really belong and don't judge yourself for how you really feel. This is not a tool that you need to share with anybody. It is intended solely for your introspection and your use. So armed with our non-judgmental mindfulness perspective, let's say you have a relative that you dislike so much uh, that you almost hate them. That horrible uncle or auntie or cousin who always shows up every year with nothing nice to say about anybody, you would put them here on the continuum. Let's suppose further that you have an ex that you loved so much it was an obsession. And as obsessions tend to do, it ended so badly and then you just hated them. And you have been diligently working on forgiving that person uh, all this time, and you finally moved from a place of just hating that person towards a place of indifference where you are becoming less and less emotionally triggered and involved with that individual. You might put them here towards the indifference side of this continuum. And you can put people inside the area of the triangle too, if that feels right to you. For our last example, let's suppose you have a friend. And both of you have been consistently developing a nurturing, mindful friendship, and you have grown from being uh, indifferent when you first met each other and said hello, to really liking that person and, and, and you're trending towards, you know, loving that person. They're maybe uh, starting to feel like your sister or your brother from another mother. Uh, you might put them over here. Don't underestimate how difficult this can be. Because as I said earlier, it's not about putting people where you think they should be, but where they really are for you. Once armed with this truth, you can reflect on whether this is where you want these people to be. For example, because you have such strong feelings about that relative you almost hate, let's call him Uncle Bob, Uncle Bob triggers you every single time you see him. And you know you're going to be around him over the holidays. Preparing yourself for those encounters may now include the following three steps. Go back to last week's Mindful in Five episode to think about what kind of relationship access you want to give Uncle Bob to your emotions so that you can be less triggered 
when he shows up and makes those off-color comments and grabs your butt. Uh, step two, part of your relationship access strategy may simply be physical. Wave at him from a, across the room and don't go over there to give him a hug so that he can't grab your butt. You don't need to start a family war. You don't need to call him out if you don't feel like it. Uh, just be mindful of where he is and where you are in comparison and just make sure that he is out of arm's reach. Step three, no matter what he does, your strategy could be, I'm just going to smile and nod and let it roll off my back. I'll give you an example of this. So I am originally from Zimbabwe. And in my culture, sons are the ultimate pride of fathers. I have a large extended family, but biologically, I have one sister. When my grandmother, my paternal grandmother, lived with us decades ago, she would ask my mother almost every day, Mary, when are you going to have some sons? You know, these girls are no good. You need to have some sons. And as a teenager, I would hear my grandmother and I would just laugh because there's nothing she could say that would convince me I wasn't a real child, right? And my mother, on the other hand, would fly into a rage and she would mumble something because in my culture, you have to respect your elders. So she couldn't talk back to my grandmother. So what she would do instead is she would go to my father, her husband, and she would stomp and she would yell at Henry, you need to talk to your mother and you need to tell her blah, 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 blah. And my mother would go off. And my dad and I kind of took the same approach. We just kind of laughed because that was grandma and she was just kind of eccentric. She was, you know, in her 70s, 80s, whatever the age was, we just took it in stride. So I use this example because you see, my mother and I had the same interaction with my grandma, and completely different reactions. See, it's not what the other person says that matters most. It's what you make of it and how much you allow it to get under your skin. So go back and check out that relationship access conversation. There are many chapters in the Mindful in Five book that can meet you where you are. Uh, but in particular, for purposes of this conversation, I would draw your attention to dark Chapter eight on harboring resentment. So you see that 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 icon that shows you you are in the dark season. So you can open this book on any given day, on any given page, and you'll know exactly what season you are in. The other chapter that might be helpful is dark chapter 14, acknowledging hurt. Uh, mindfulness is not about running away from reality. It's not about pretending. Things didn't hurt you. It's about stepping into and accepting those things that have happened and finding your way through them. The final chapter that might be helpful for this conversation is day chapter 11. Let's see, what is day chapter 11? Oh, yes. Love anyway. You can behave in a loving way anyway, no matter how badly people behave. Because God lovers, you know this. Um, our Bible says, well, you can love anybody who's nice to you, right? Uh, but it takes two, true grit and character and challenge to love people who hate you. And that is one of the things that you can choose. Hopefully, they're not that many people that you hate, but you can choose to love them 
anyway. So these are the three chapters I would suggest. Pick up a copy of the book and um, choose your own adventure. Pick the chapter that works best for you. But these are the ones that seem, at least to my mind today, to be most relevant to the work that we are doing on our Mindful in Five Triangle. So I encourage you to use the Mindful in Five Triangle as part of your coping strategy this holiday and uh, take an intentional approach to managing your relationships and your interactions over the Christmas holiday with the goal of having a more peaceful holiday season where your emotional equilibrium is much more stable, resulting in greater joy and peace this holiday season. God lovers, be sure to take time in your Mindful and Five Meditations to wish Jesus a happy birthday and thank him for his amazing sacrifice and grace and love in showing up as a man coming down here to give us the ultimate example for how we could live and love and all the things we could accomplish. Merry Christmas and happy holidays to all of you. If you have enjoyed this episode, rate it and share it with someone who could use this strategy. Ping me on Instagram or Facebook at Mindful in Five and share how you are managing your relationship access this holiday season. Until next week, this is Biwe saying, Merry Christmas, happy holidays, be mindful, and be well. Thank you for listening to Mindful in Five. If you enjoyed it, follow and rate it on your favorite podcast platform or on Trustpilot.com. Get your copy of the book Mindful in Five from Amazon.com or MindfulIn5.com today. Visit MindfulIn5.com to download sample chapters of the book, watch videos, connect with the Mindful in 5 community on social media, and more. Until next time, be mindful and be well.